I'm face to face with. I'm honest. The ghoul. The undead. The vampire. Be prepared for dance, immersion, interaction. It's a full-blown experience using all the tools in the toolkit. I'd say it's like a choose-your-own-adventure night of vampires. While many haunts are now closed for the 2021 season, quite a few haunts have extended into November. And not just haunts, several immersive horror experiences have extended as well. From the Hauntraction Network, I'm Philip, and today we're going on location to learn about the new original immersive horror production in Orlando, Nosferatu. My name is Donald Roop. I am the founder of Renaissance Theatre Company, and I created Nosferatu with my friend Kathleen and lots of other people. And I am Kathleen Wessel. I am lead choreographer on Nosferatu. I met with Donald and Kathleen before the show and asked them to help explain what the show exactly is for us. Nosferatu is an immersive experience that takes place in the world of vampires. We purchased a new building, a 15,000 square foot warehouse that we have turned every inch of into different settings and the audience moves from place to place and experiences different experiences that all revolve around vampires. The Nosferatu do not die like the bee when he stings one. He is only stronger and being stronger have yet more power to work evil. The vibe of it is kind of like 90s punk grunge. It's a dance-centric show. The stories are you know, non-linear, pretty much disconnected, separate experiences. Like Donald said, vampires in different settings, how somebody became a vampire, what has happened since. Some of it's funny, some of it's violent, some of it's scary, some of it's very sexy. So it's a very, it's a movement heavy a show that also has some, some actors as well. A mate reported this morning that one of the tree was missing and could not account for it. I suggested he fell overboard during the worst of the hurricane, but even as I muttered the words, I felt more sure that perhaps he was pushed. I feared there may be some other religious activity on the And I am somehow comforted because I am As I lay my head down this evening, I do so with one eye open. I see the prepared things to come. Onward, he said. First, I'll say, obviously, I think every creative post Sleep No More draws at least a little bit of inspiration from Sleep No More. And we certainly did. I think a difference, though, is I, I kind of viewed some of the challenges that I think people have with Sleep No More, especially on a first viewing and without context. We tried to solve some of those where we dictate a little bit more of what the audience is doing, but we still have moments of choice, really immersive moments and one-on-one and personalized experiences. We, tr- we tried to take the best of Sleep No More, but we tried to water it down a little bit and make it very accessible to a commercial audience. And honestly, that was kind of our North Star, was creating an experience that non-theater people, non-artistic people, not only would be drawn to, but once they got here, would understand it, would love it, and also get spoon-fed 
pieces of artistry that they would never normally encounter. So Kathleen and I have a tendency of doing some of that highbrow, weird, artsy stuff. And I said from day one, this is us selling out. We are making a show about vampires that is completely understandable. And we want people to just love the show. And actually, the sexual nature of the show is another thing that really we focused on. Because in Central Florida and Orlando, you don't see sex portrayed in this way, in my opinion. It's it's either very gratuitous, which is fun, um, or very conservative. And we wanted to really, you know, liven things up and pre- present sexuality in an exciting and different way, the, the way you see it done in big cities. When we had six different set designers work on this, so we were creating sort of like in the moment with the dancers, and we just happened to have an incredible cast of of dancers who have also really been pushed to create characters for themselves. So it's a highly physical show, but it, there's kind of no way to not get wrapped up in like how awesome it is what you're seeing. You know, these these people people accomplish in front of you in these really interesting sets. There are How did you decide that the Orlando market was ready for this type of a show? And why are you the ones to do it? I've been creating in Orlando for, I'm sad to say, 20 years now. (laughs) And Kathleen and I both grew up here. And I've worked in a lot of different places and under a lot of different constraints artistically. Everything was kind of a happy accident. It took somebody, actually a hater online, who was like, who was critiquing me for changing, quote unquote, changing the intent of artists' work on a show like Sound of Music or something. And he didn't mean to inspire me, but it did. I was like, actually, you're right. I should start writing my own thing. And so this kind of was born from that a couple of years ago and writing things. When we started this company, and we accidentally (laughs) purchased a building. I'm like, okay, I don't wanna do anything like anyone else. Mm -hmm. So from the, the artistic product to how we treat our performers, how we pay our performers, how we rehearse a show, how we relate to one another, not only is the artistic product different, but the way we we have constructed it is different. And this maybe sounds full of myself, but full of ourselves, but I, we didn't know how cool it was going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we didn't know who was going to come see it. But we have proven in our first show that there is an audience for theater under the age of 60 who are coming out in droves. These people do not go see theater elsewhere. It's a diverse audience, it's a younger audience, and they are thrilled to see something that they actually want to see. And and to be clear, I think there's a place for all of it. Yes. I've just realized that that's not, what I, that's not my place. My place is to do some new stuff that maybe nobody else is doing in town. This show has really changed how I'm looking at the rest of our programming. I can't go from this crazy adult experience to some family-friendly A Christmas Carol production like so many other theater companies. And again, no judgment. They make their money, but we're ready for something fresh. It does feel aspirational. It did feel like an if-you-build-it-they-will-come kind of moment, and it has become that for us. We're both 
uh, aware of how some people see like, oh, it's a contemporary dance show. That can be very um, sort of off-putting for certain art audiences. Like, oh, I'm not going to understand it. It's a bunch of weird people doing weird things, which I... I love that kind of stuff, but it's not always brings the masses or brings an average person who's really their perspective and their understanding of art is going to change a lot from seeing this production. And we've seen that. We've seen how being able to see something that they've never seen, this level of talent and movement and virtuosic movement right in front of them is just really exciting. So yeah, we think there's an audience here. We know there's an audience. We've seen it in the last three weeks. And so... We want to keep doing five weeks. Five weeks. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we extend it, remember? <laughs> Welcome to another while. Like yours, perhaps. Where every being, boy or girl, wears death's mark. Have a drink. Stay a while. Be relaxed and ready to explore. Look for things in every smile. The strangers here, <laughs> they're craving more. <laughs> so does the show succeed in being accessible enough? Well, I can't spoil it for you, but let's see what other guests had to say. Here are some guests from our showing at the conclusion of the show. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. Entertaining, sexy, and uh, really artful. Oh, I was immediately taken aback when I walked into the first experience, let's call it, just in terms of it's not what you'd expect for even what was labeled an immersive theater show. I think you're immediately transported into a very different setting. It's great to see so many different actors and actresses like so embodied and flexible and like free moving. Yeah, and if you like vampire lore history, it's your opportunity to like be a fly on the wall and experience some things and be excited and you know if you like watch true blood and like that you know it's your opportunity to be a fang banger for a night maybe you know <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah if you want to go to the club and that blade goes to in the blade movies yes. and live as a vampire or live with some vampires who are less inhibited as than you daywalker. as a daywalker <laughs> this is your opportunity yeah is there anything you think anyone should know like before they attend i think just like come relaxed so that you can watch and observe and enjoy and that you know, there's some like strobe lights and some nudity and you know, that's all okay. Like nobody has, nobody has to touch you. If you don't want to be touched, you can sit or stand or be wherever you want to be and just like enjoy it. It's a safe space to kind of be a consenting voyeur for a little bit and involve yourself as much as you want to be involved, I think. Before leaving, I really had to know how the team chose which pieces to include and also what they see as the future for this type of production in Orlando. Well, it started with the book, Dracula, by way of the movie, Masferatu, which stole, obviously, from Dracula. So we started there, and then there were a couple of things. Like, I definitely wanted a Twilight moment. Yes. I wanted a Buffy the Vampire Slayer moment. I had this idea that I wanted it to be that kind of grunge 90s rock sound. And so I had asked my business partner, Chris, who's like a music genius, to put together a playlist. And so really what happened was we looked at the rehearsal schedule and we'd be like, okay, who's available today? Oh, these three people. Okay, what vampire story could we tell with these three people? And also, let's choose a song off of this playlist. So in that way, it was, it was really kind of 
for lack of a better word, randomly. Like, I wanted to pay homage to the, some of the classic stuff. And then also, we just, sometimes we were just like, maybe a girl could eat a heart. And that's where, that was the basis of the whole dance. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we were going to have, like, a, like a something happen, happening in a bathtub. And then we couldn't find a bathtub, so we used a coffin instead. And so it became a coffin solo. So that's where that, you know, some of it was kind of logistical like that. A lot of different concepts, some that had a origin and some that we were just like what would be cool right now and we just did it so talk to me about the future we are going to do Nosfera 2 <laughs> um, we want to make it an annual thing we think people are coming intentionally now instead of winding up here on accident mm-hmm. basically we're going to start where we started with this one with a different genre of music So a different soundscape, different scenery, all of the rooms will change and maybe we'll change a little bit conceptually of how people get from place to place. So same concept, different different show. But then immediately I'm writing a holiday show that is called the Office Holiday Party Musical Extravaganza Show. (laughs) <laughs> and then we say, yes, that is the title. Uh, that is kind of my spin on, I've always wanted a holiday show that was for actually for adults and wasn't like a family, you know, boring family thing. So it'll be very adult humor and, you know, drunken karaoke at the office and one night stand, that kind of thing. <laughs> but a musical. <laughs> it'll be immersive-ish, but it's not, we're not going to use the whole space. It'll be in one location, one one set location and it'll be a totally different experience if we have a thing that we want to repeat is finding a different way to produce theater but we don't want to repeat how we're doing it unless it's intentionally repeated like Nosferatu will probably always have this kind of feel Nosferatu has showings left this Thursday and Friday find tickets at rentheater.com that's r-e-n t-h-e-a-t-r-e dot com Today's show was produced and edited by me, Philip Hernandez, with post-production by David Swope, and it features audio and music recorded on location in Orlando. Stay up to date with the Haunt community in our free weekly industry newsletter. Sign up at hauntedattractionnetwork.com, and we'll see you back here next week for our regular scheduled shows. Until then, stay scary. This is a Haunted Attraction Network production.